Well, good afternoon and welcome to Save Her Transitions, a weekly radio show here on WVON 1690, the talk of Chicago, produced by the Safer Foundation. We're very happy to be here with you. Uh, this is our fourth episode. I'm Victor Dixon, president and CEO of Safer. And I have on the line with me Ms. Sadika Williams, uh, Safer's general counsel and vice president of external affairs. Uh, Sadika leads uh, Safer's policy and advocacy efforts to eliminate barriers faced by people with criminal records and increase their opportunities for success. Sadika, are you there? Hello, I'm here. Well, great. Thank you for joining us today. Absolutely. Well, you know, for those of you who are not familiar with the Safer Foundation, we're a 46-year-old social impact organization, and um, we are focused on reducing barriers to employment and providing services that support uh, people with criminal records, their ability to uh, successfully find and retain employment. And we also support the efforts of our clients to become entrepreneurs, to launch their own businesses. And just like the general population, working for others is not for everyone. Some people with records have concluded that owning their own business is a necessity because of the employment barriers they face. So we will be joined by guests here in the studio to hear more about Safer Foundation's programs, uh, training, people in entrepreneurship, and other business ventures we've launched. So... Our core services are job training and placement, GED preparation, housing, expungement and sealing of records, uh, mental health referrals, substance abuse treatment, and anger management programs. We also provide financial literacy and entrepreneurship training programs with the goal of helping our clients gain access to the capital needed to start a small business. Uh, we're also joined here in the studio by Landon Williams. Landon is uh, the executive producer of this show. So, Landon, can you let people know uh, how uh, they can uh, reach us and, and where our office is located? Area. Our main office is at um, 571 West Jackson, with additional offices at 808 South Kedzie, six, um, 6352 West Grand Avenue in the Belmont Cragen neighborhood, 249 West 162nd Street in South Holland. And also, we operate in the Quad Cities at um, 1702 North Main Street in Davenport, Iowa. Um, Safer also has a mobile unit that brings the services to the communities in need across the city. And you can learn more about Safer Foundation at www.saferfoundation.org. Okay, thank you. And uh, a telephone number, you have that number available if someone wants to find out about more of our programs and services. Oh, sure. So our, the number that you can contact us using the show is number 888-972-3374. And you can leave a message, and we'll get back with you promptly. Okay, great. Thank you, Landon. Uh, Sadika, um, the reason that we decided to launch this radio show is that most people don't realize that here in Illinois, there are some 4.2 million people uh, with arrest or conviction records. Uh, and that means just about everybody who's listening to this show right now on WVON radio, on iHeart uh, Media, uh, knows somebody with a record. Um, there are only roughly 9 million adults in the state of Illinois. This means a staggering number of people have some type of criminal record. Um, so, you know, the purpose of our show is to discuss this issue, uh, issues related to reentry, offer solutions uh, that can create pathways to gainful employment for people with records. 
Um, Sadika, today we're going to be discussing entrepreneurship and social enterprises, but I, we know one of the things that you and your team uh, does for SAFER, along with other community advocates and legislators, is try and eliminate barriers to people facing, um, that people face uh, pursuing careers in a wide variety of industries. So can you describe, uh, Sadika, you know, what you've been doing and your team to address some of the issues that people face, particularly in those issues related to them uh, getting into certain occupations as, as either an employee or a business owner? <clears throat> sure, happy to. Uh, Victor, so, you know, uh, our team, we understand that we can provide training and support services, but it's just one aspect of successful reentry. So we look at systematic barriers that uh, really pose a significant problem to people whether they're looking for careers or looking to be an entrepreneur. For the past couple of years, we've been looking at licensing restrictions in the state of Illinois. When we started this journey, there were over a 100. And a lot of people, you know, say occupational licensing, what is that? And increasingly, it's becoming the narrative uh, across the country. But when we started looking at this two or three years ago, no one was really talking about it. But when we think of jobs and people working, a lot, you know, uh, especially our the, the people that we work with who may have record or may uh, experience a number of obstacles, you know, we're thinking minimum wage. But there are many jobs where there are living wage employment in the careers and there's pathways to entrepreneurship. And so we wanted to explore those high-growth industries, and, and we, we wanted to say well, what were the barriers and how could we, um, how could we uh, uh, challenge those, how could, how could we address those. So we've been working on occupational licensing reform. We started off with a, a bill, HB 5973, that was sponsored by Representative Marcus Evans, and that really started our journey. We started with a couple of occupations, barbering and cosmetology, um, a funeral service and, and roofing, then we decided that we needed to go for most of the other occupations because what has happened is that you have a whole segment of our, um, of our community being sidelined from living wage opportunities and careers. So we went for uh, 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 omnibus bill that covers over 100 different occupations. Great. And uh so... Well, mm -hmm. Sadika, um, you know, uh, well, first of all, for our audience, uh, we invite you to join in on the discussion by calling us here at the station, uh, WBON 1690, uh, the number here is 773-591-1690, or you can send us a message on Facebook or Twitter, uh, the handle is at Safer Foundation. So, uh, Sadika, um, so tell us a little bit about what this this uh, what you've been able to accomplish with this law, and is it in effect right now? And what is what does this new occupational licensing law do? Absolutely. Um, so with a lot of hard work, and I do say a lot of hard work, Safer has been working um, in particular this last session with state agencies, different industries, impacted persons, and advocates. And we were able to get it pushed through with the leadership of our uh, sponsors, former Senator Kwame Raul, who is now the AG candidate, and now Senator LG Sims, who was a representative at the time, building on the success of uh, HB 5973. But what this bill essentially does is it stops blanket denials based solely on the fact that someone has a conviction, right? So if someone applies 
after going through the education that is needed and the qualifications, and they've put their time to, to, to uh, applying for that license, that they are not solely denied based on good moral character, which was the standard that uh, state agencies have been using. And it's, there are several state agencies, and the largest one was the Illinois Department of Financial and Professional Relations, uh, I'm sorry, regulation, but not solely on the basis of a conviction. So it prevents state agencies from denying a license based on a prior conviction without considering the applicant's evidence of rehabilitation, and it, it establishes a new standard. The standard is whether or not the actual conviction will impair their ability to perform the occupation itself. So it's opening up living wage jobs to people with criminal records by preventing professional license denial for decades-old convictions. It also limits consideration of arrest and clarifies in the law, and this is big, especially with the new ceiling law that we'll talk about, I know, at another time, that opens up ceiling to most of the convictions, uh, which is just, it's one of, it's probably the most comprehensive ceiling uh, law in our country. Uh, but this law clarifies that the consideration of sealed and expunged records is prohibited. So when someone's applying for a license, uh, they do not have to disclose any sealed or expunged records. And this applies across 100 licensed professions. This includes nursing, real estate, insurance. Those are two occupations within insurance, producers and adjusters, uh, accounting, other healthcare professions, barbers, cosmetology, braiding, nail tech, funeral directing, roofing, marriage and family therapy, as well as social workers. And that's just naming some. One thing in particular that I really want to point out that it does, too, is it creates a remedy for people who had a prior conviction that get probationary licenses. Um, for some occupations, this isn't a big deal. But for, like, if you're in healthcare and you get a probationary license, this can have serious implications for you as you try to, to work. So say you get a probationary license and you want to work in a hospital, you're going to have a serious problem uh, working in a hospital on a probationary license. Even if it ends after a year, it's still showing up on a public record. So this will allow for certain people underneath who apply for license with the Illinois Depart Department of Financial Professional Regulation to um, make that record confidential. Well, Sadika, um, you know, that's that's really important as we talk about, you know, how do we get people who have an arrest and, convict, arrest and conviction records an opportunity to, to uh, take care of themselves, to take care of their family. Uh, then you have, you know, a hundred or more occupations where people have historically been locked out of. It's really important for the listeners um, uh, to know uh, and to share this information. Let people uh, know, family members, friends, neighbors, who are interested in pursuing careers or opening a business in certain fields, that maybe there is a uh, more of an equitable uh, chance, a fair chance for them to be able to do that. Um, and just to, just to give an example, you know, one of the things that struck me is that, you know, a person could be incarcerated. They could learn, go to school, learn how to be a barber or a cosmetologist. They could cut hair, do hair while they're in prison for 10 years, 15 years, and get out. Uh, and free and ha not have the ability to get a license to do something that they're experienced at doing. And uh, those kind of things really uh, don't make much sense. I'm glad that uh, with your advocates, uh, your team, with our legislators, we've been able to do something about that. So, Sadika, thank you. Thank you so much. And, you know, uh, uh, next week, uh, hopefully you're going to be here in the studio with us. We're going to delve deeper into 
the issues of licensing, uh, ban the box, uh, EEOC guidelines for employers uh, to use when considering uh, hiring people with records and other policy issues. So um, hopefully you can join us in the studio next week for that discussion. Yes, I'll be there. Okay, well, great. Well, thank you so much. Appreciate it. We'll see you next week. And uh, for those of you listening, we invite you to join the discussion by calling us here at the station, WVON 1690, the talk of Chicago at 773-591-1690, or send us a message on Facebook or Twitter at Safer Foundation. So that's good. We're going to have a great uh, conversation next week. So um, we are going to take a break. Um, We are going to, uh, when we come back, we're going to be joined by some guests in the studio here to talk about uh, what's going on in terms of uh, entrepreneurship, uh, what's uh, going on with social enterprises, with SAFER, and we uh, are going to have a pretty interesting conversation. So let's take a break. We'll be back in a few minutes. The Talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON. SAFER Foundation is hiring. There are immediate needs for intensive case managers and correctional security officers, many of whom have gone on to build successful careers in corrections and law enforcement. SAFER offers a competitive salary, generous benefits, and a leadership team that's committed to making SAFER a great place to work. Check out these and other career opportunities today at saferfoundation.org forward slash careers. Are you in need of a one-stop shop for all of your construction needs? Safer Foundation Social Enterprise Reconstructing Technology Partners is a full-service construction company that provides a wide variety of expert building and repair services. Visit us online at rtpchicago.com or call us for a free consultation at 872-444-5595. Safer Foundation invites you to support our mission to help people with arrest and conviction records become productive members of the community. By joining us at our gala on Friday, May 4th, we will take you deep into our mission with stories from clients and remarks from partners. And we will entertain you with a cocktail hour, dinner, and unforgettable live entertainment featuring the Chicago Multicultural Dance Centers, Hip Lay Ballerinas, and DJ Vince Adams. Tickets are only $150, and it goes directly to supporting returning citizens. Learn more and register at saferfoundation.org forward slash gala. Are you or someone you know with an arrest or conviction record struggling to find employment or looking to advance your career? Then go to saferfoundation.org forward slash events and you'll find a list of upcoming sessions that will give you information about a wide variety of employment and career building opportunities. Find out more information at saferfoundation.org forward slash events or on our Facebook page. WVON dot com the website. Check it out. Keep on Keep on Welcome back to Safer Transitions here on WVON. I'm so happy to be joined here in the studio by Dr. Adam Callery, who's with uh, facilitator for the Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Business Program. Uh, with Mark Yates, who's Vice President of Safer Social Enterprises, Brian 
Kay Ellison from BKE Designs. And on the phone joining us is Asante Yugen. He's the manager of Safer Foundation's Aspire Entrepreneurship Program. Welcome, all of you. Why don't you say hello to the listening audience? Hello. Hello, everyone. Thank you. Okay. Good afternoon. Great, great. Thank you. We have a full house today, Landon, a full house. So um, I, I want to start uh, with you, Asante. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, you know, we have an entrepreneurship training program for people with arrest and conviction records, and it's called Aspire. So, Asante, can you describe uh, what the Aspire training program is all about? Uh, sure. Um, thank you, Victor. The Aspire program is a uh, 12-week entrepreneurship training um, platform where uh, participants come into a classroom, and it's really about the reflective moment about um, really digging deep on why they want to begin a business. Um, it's not your the technical side. Really, it's not really focused on the technical side of, of a business, like with the business plan, um, with the market analysis, or the SWOT, or the financial projections. But it's really about um, really trying to determine uh, the ideas that they have, fleshing those ideas out, um, reflecting on the things that you go out in the community to ask um, potential customers. Um, that may be, you know, that they think may be, um, you know, work for their business and then bringing them back into the classroom to get feedback from the instructor and other participants that are participating in the class. So, um, so it's really about them getting started, just taking actionable steps to start their business. Well, that, that sounds, uh, that sounds pretty good. Uh, that's a good way to start. So, Asante, the program is based on uh, the book called uh, Who Owns the Ice House. Uh, Correct. Can you tell us a little bit about that book and how that relates to the training? Yes. Yeah, so uh, the book is called Who Owns the Ice House. Um, it's about uh, Kristen Tolbert. Um, he's a co-author of the book. And it was all about his Uncle Clee. Um, his Uncle Clee taught him these eight essential lessons that, um, helped him in his life and his entrepreneurship. Um, you know, Uncle Clee grew up in the Jim Crow South. Uh, he didn't have a business plan. He didn't have a bank to finance his business. But he had these eight essential lessons that he that he you know pretty much ingrained into himself that he followed each and every day that helped him um, be a successful business person. So, uh, so as participants are reading the book, um, you know. Some of them, some of the participants may be able to relate, you know, most of them in some capacity. But what I try to really try to have them focus on is the lessons. You know, the A lessons are, are choice, you know, opportunity, action, knowledge, wealth, brand, community, and being persistent. You know, if you look at the stories of Uncle Cleese and you look at these eight lessons, a lot of these eight lessons that you that you see that he talks about, these are eight lessons that you apply to, that you use every day in your life, you know. Yeah, so having to make right. choices, having to seek opportunities, you know, having to put things into action, having to gain knowledge, you know, thinking about wealth and how do you create that. Uh, what is your brand? How is your, you know, really related to your character? And then the people you surround yourself as far as community. And then being persistent, you know, facing the challenges, how are you going to overcome them? So um, we get a lot of good feedback. A lot of people are really reflective. And um, they can really see 
the A lessons and how they would use them to have, you know, to have them be successful and have as they're pursuing their business ventures. You know, uh, Asante, those, those those lessons are the kind of things that all of us need, whether we're starting a business or not. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I think that book is is great because it it really tells the story of someone who's able to uh, persevere, who's able to be successful under some very difficult circumstances, and uh, it's great to to base the class on that. So you know, Asante, one of the biggest challenges people face in starting a business is the lack of access to capital. So how does participation in the Aspire uh, Entrepreneurship Program help the graduates gain access to capital? Um, we, we do have some um, some relationships with uh, CNI and Axion that provide microfinancing for those that participate in the program. Um, but we also try to focus on, you know, what, what access to capital do that can they find for themselves? You know, it's all about bootstrapping. You know, or if you're working now, how much are you saving? You know, uh, are you are you are you um, participating in building your credit? You know, so these are some um, essential components in starting your business and looking at using that, looking at some of the ready, readily uh, available resources that you have right now. Um, and then with our Safer Financial Opportunity Center, we're able to offer clients, um, you know, to. Uh, offer clients assistance and looking at their budgets, um, determining how much they should be saving and helping them assist them in building their credit. So, uh, you know, you, you definitely, there is access to capital to actually on the CNI, but when you go to those institutions, you know, there are certain things that you're going to look at that you want to be prepared for as well. So, no, I, I mean, that's great that, uh, you know, we, there are some, uh, uh, connections on the ground and, and what you're doing with people is leading them to that point where they're ready. Uh, the other thing uh, is a couple of years ago, the Small Business Administration changed its rules and now allows people with uh, records uh, to apply for SBA loans up to $50,000. So there, right. there is a, a, another opportunity there uh, that gets a person access to uh, more funding if if their business uh, plan re- requires that, so um, so Asante, uh, it sounds like it's it's a great uh, program. And uh, how many people are usually in a entrepreneurship class at one time? Um, I'm going to say on average about ten to twelve. Okay, ten to twelve. We just started our second cohort, and thus far we've had eight and. Um, Eight participants active uh, for the last couple of weeks. Um, I just, you know, got a call from a couple of more who were uh, enrolled, and they had um, notified me, let me know that they'll be in class this week. So, um, well, that's yeah. that's fantastic, Asante. I think you're doing some great work, and I want to make sure that the, the listening audience knows that they. Uh, are interested in participating in, in that entrepreneurship program or know someone who might have interest in doing that, they can call 888-972-3374. That's 888-972-3374. So, Asante, thanks a lot and uh, appreciate you joining us by phone. Thank you. Okay, great. So, um I think uh, I want to make sure that you know that you're listening to Safer Transitions here on WBON AM 1690, the talk of Chicago. Uh, you can also listen online at iHeartRadio. Um, we are going to shift the conversation a bit and talk uh, about, entrepreneur, uh, about social enterprises. 
And so uh, we have in the audience with us uh, people that I mentioned uh, before. We have uh, Dr. Adam Callery from the Goldman Sachs program, uh, Brian K. Ellison from BKE Designs, and uh, Mark Yates, Vice President of so- Safer Social Enterprises. So, um, Mark, I just wanted to let you know that since I know you're a big Iron Man fan, I decided to wear my uh, Black Panther uh, attire for today just to represent, you know, let you know that there's some other that. superheroes out there. That's right, Wakanda forever. That's right, Wakanda forever. <laughs> so, Mark, um, why don't you um, tell us a, a, a little bit about uh, what you do? And we mentioned social enterprises, and uh, I'd like for you to talk a little bit about uh, how uh, Safer Foundation uses social enterprises to create jobs and generate earned income. But first of all, what is a social enterprise, and what makes that different from any other uh, for-profit business? Well, Victor, uh, thanks for, for having me on the show. A social enterprise is an organization that is a mix between a traditional business, but it has a mission-driven um, twist to it. And so the way the social enterprise rolls out is it, it, it's designed where it gives a social impact as well as earning a profit. And these profits that a social enterprise earn uh, are designed to create um, unrestricted revenue for the uh, to further the mission of the organization that it represents. And so a few years back, SAFER realized that philanthropic and private uh, giving was uh, diminishing. And so we said in order to help sustain uh, our organization, we have to uh, seek other avenues. And so we chose to look into several different uh, social enterprises. And what the social enterprise does is through a traditional business model, the profits that it generate, they go right back into the uh, furthering of the mission. And some of the areas that we're looking at, Victor, are uh, construction. Uh, We're looking at some substance abuse treatment, uh, as well as uh, housing, technical education, and, of course, uh, future employment for our clients. Uh, I also have with me today is uh, Brian from BKE Designs. Uh, He's a partner of SAFER, and he's helping us in one of our uh, social enterprise ventures. I just wanted him to come on, and and Victor, if you don't mind, for him to say a few words about uh, what he's been doing in the area of social enterprises. Brian? Well, Mark and Victor, thank you for having me on the show. I really appreciate it, and um, every day it just excites me to have the opportunity to continue to work with SAFER, you know, fulfilling a lot of the visions that you guys have, you know, going on right now. Uh, I right now am involved in a project that uh, SAFER has entitled Design with a Mission. Uh, I'm a woodworker by trade. I design and make furniture here in Chicago. I've done many different types of projects on residential and commercial levels. And what SAFER has engaged me in is a project where we have uh, acquired clients under the SAFER umbrella that has an interest in woodworking and furniture design and furniture making. And uh, through Design with a Mission, you know, I'm able to share with them the skills and talents involved in doing that type of work. Um, a more recent successful project that we just launched uh, about a month ago was through the Elevate Chicago initiative that we have entitled Spellcasting for Peace. And that project uh, involves the fabrication of wooden plaques uh, from my shop where we use uh, technology through the CNC machines that we have there to engrave positive quotes that are intended to be displayed throughout uh, a specific area 
that Elevated has assigned to us, which is the Kedzie Corridor between uh, Lake Street and, and the expressway to the, to the south. Um, you know, the, 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 the goal behind all of this is a couple. One, to be able to display some public art in these areas that will influence people in a positive manner, but also allow the participants that are assisting in making these pieces uh, be involved in community, you know, you know, positive actions. And uh, it's a very, very exciting project. People are very excited about it. Uh, it's been very well received. CTA is involved. Um, and we're just looking and hoping that this, this project can grow and launch other initiatives through the Design with a Mission program. Brian, that sounds great. People can look to, for those uh, pieces of artwork on uh, the CTA train stations and other locations around the city. We have a caller on uh, the line, on line uh, one. Lori, uh, if you're there, uh, you have a question? Yeah, good afternoon, uh, Mr. Dixon, and to your, to your guests, good afternoon as well. Uh, I've been listening uh, throughout the Montier programs, and I, I think you're providing a great service and great information. But one thing that's not clear to me uh, in uh, listening and also checking on your website and doing some other inquiries, are your programs available to persons uh, who uh, are currently employed? Say if they're currently employed, but they still meet your criterion as far as having an arrest or a conviction. Uh, but maybe they're looking to, uh, you know, uh, reconsider another career option or another opportunity. Uh, I'm just curious because I know a lot of times uh, a lot of the things you're speaking of, I think the programs are happening, I would presume, during the day, during the work day. Where if somebody was employed, there might be limits to their ability to access some of the uh, seminars, or orientations, or training that you're offering. Um, I'll hang up and listen. Thank you. Okay, thank you, Lori. Uh, mm -hmm. You know that's a that's a great question. I, yes, our, our programs and services are available to people who may be employed. There, there are many people who are looking to uh, upgrade their career and move into uh, a higher wage uh, uh, profession or go into entrepreneurship. But the point you made about uh, the the timing of the programs that is. Uh, does become an issue because most of our programs are offered uh, during the week and during the day. But maybe that's something we, we need to just take up and think about, you know, is there, is there a way for us to offer some things uh, in hours that would be more conducive to people who are, who are working? Um, so it's a good point. I'm glad you brought it up, and uh, we'll take that under consideration. So... Um, we, we're going to uh, just uh, shift gears a little bit. I'd like to uh, really ask uh, Dr. Callery to uh, join uh, the conversation. Uh, first of all, I know that you and uh, Mark Gates have known each other for a while, so without uh, really getting him in any trouble, how do you know him? <laughs> and uh, how does your work uh, with Goldman Sachs help uh, those who are interested in entrepreneurship? Well, again, I want to thank Safer for inviting me to be here today. Um, how Mark and I know each other. We both are with uh, City Colleges of Chicago. We're both instructors there, and we're both at Harold Washington College. And because of that relationship, uh, we had a wonderful opportunity about six years ago to uh, join the faculty of the Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Business Program, and we've also done some work with the SBA Emerging Leaders Program. In those programs, we work specifically with uh, existing business owners to help them stabilize and also to grow their businesses by focusing on marketing, uh, finance, uh, general management skills, 
uh, as well as uh, financial analysis and planning. Um, this exposure helps many of those businesses turn around their strategies and actually pursue new opportunities that have um, led to many of them growing their businesses uh, significantly. So, um, that, Doctor, uh, how, how do you how does a person get into this program? Is there a certain uh, prerequisite? Uh, is this for brand new businesses or existing businesses? Uh, you know, how do you qualify? So, how do you qualify for the program? There's no cost, uh, and I will say this very quickly. That's one nice thing about Chicago today versus in the past. We have a lot of uh, direct what we call education program out there that are free of charge. So, whether it's Goldman or SBA. All you need to do is fill out an online application. What they look for are existing business owners with revenues, in this case a- annual revenues, uh, starting at about 400000 450000 and we go as high as $7 million to $8 million in annual revenues. Okay. Well, that's great. And uh, can people uh, with records participate in the Goldman Sachs program? Yes, but all these programs is based on, on you operating a business. Uh, the applications, when you go online, you see they're very simple. It says name, address, and the business name, uh, the product or service that you're selling, because our focus is on the business. How can we help you, again, stabilize it, and how can we help you grow it? That's great. So if, if someone wanted to find out about the Goldman Sachs program, is there a uh, phone number, a website, or how would they uh, get information? There is a website, and, and essentially you can go right to Google and put in the Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Businesses Program, and that will pull up the uh, link to the site. Um, and then we do have a site here in Chicago, and then you just go online and, and fill out the online application. With the Goldman Sachs program, we meet uh, with business owners three times a year, our typical class size is about 30 to 35 business owners, and we meet for 15 weeks. Um, so from beginning to end, it's 15 weeks. We go through uh, nine different subject areas, and then we have a, a graduation at the end of that. That sounds like a great program. So, you know, today we've talked about occupational licensing, about the ability for someone to uh, have a way to get a license so they can work in an occupation. Some of those occupations are also ones that a person could actually start their own business, like a barber or roofer or, you know, a real estate agent. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's important. We've talked about the entrepreneurship training program for people who want to start a new business, a new small business, the Aspire program. Now we've heard about a program that can help an existing business owner really improve and grow their business. And all of those are available resources and support available to people with a wrestling conviction record. So um, we're going to take a short break. Uh, You're listening to Safer Transitions here on WVON 1690, the talk of Chicago. We invite you to join the discussion by calling us here at the station at 773-591-1690 or sending us a message on Facebook or Twitter at Safer Foundation. We're going to take a quick break. The talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON. Safer Foundation is hiring. There are immediate needs for intensive case managers and correctional security officers, many of whom have gone on to build successful careers in corrections and law enforcement. SAFER offers a competitive salary, generous benefits, and a leadership team that's committed to making SAFER a great place to work. Check out these and other career opportunities today at saferfoundation.org forward slash careers. 
Are you in need of a one-stop shop for all of your construction needs? Safer Foundation Social Enterprise Reconstruction Technology Partners is a full-service construction company that provides a wide variety of expert building and repair services. Visit us online at rtpchicago.com or call us for a free consultation at 872-444-5595. Safer Foundation invites you to support our mission to help people with arrest and conviction records become productive members of the community by joining us at our gala on Friday, May 4th. We will take you deep into our mission with stories from clients and remarks from partners. And we will entertain you with a cocktail hour, dinner, and unforgettable live entertainment featuring the Chicago Multicultural Dance Centers, Hip Lay Ballerinas, and DJ Vince Adams. Tickets are only $150.00. And it goes directly to supporting returning citizens. Learn more and register at saferfoundation.org forward slash gala. Are you or someone you know with an arrest or conviction record struggling to find employment or looking to advance your career? Then go to saferfoundation.org forward slash events and you'll find a list of upcoming sessions that will give you information about a wide variety of employment and career building opportunities. Find out more information at saferfoundation.org forward slash events or on our Facebook page. WVON.com, the website. Check it out. No more sleeping in bed. No more back thinking. Time for thinking ahead. The world has changed so very much. Welcome back to Safer Transitions. Uh, we're glad to have you in the audience with us today, uh, Mark and Dr. Uh, uh, Adam and Brian. And Landon, glad to have you here with us. Um, Mark, um, during the break, there was an ad for Reconstruction Technology Partners. Uh, For those that are are listening today, uh, what can you tell them about Reconstruction Technology Partners? And if they need uh, the kind of uh, services that you have to offer, uh, can you describe that and, um, you know, give them an opportunity to take advantage of that? Uh, Yes, Victor. So Reconstruction Technology Partners... Uh, is a startup uh, building maintenance, um, commercial residential repair um, business that we started under SAFER as a social enterprise. And so the areas that we focus in is um, residential building maintenance as well as minor handyman uh, repair services. So a person, if you're interested in helping uh, with uh, Reconstruction Technology Partners, we call it RTP, uh, feel free to call the number. Um, and ask for uh, more information, and that number is 888-972-3374. That's 888-972-3374. And just to give you a little background, um, as we talk about social enterprises, uh, I was charged by Victor to um, look at how can, not only can we prepare clients to become um, employees for others, but how can we become employers of our own clients? And so one of the ideas that we came up with is uh, Reconstruction Technology Partners. And our organization uh, consists about 90% of people with criminal records, and they're interested in the trades. And what they do is they get uh, connected with uh, leads in the industry, and those leads would train them uh, in the areas of, uh, just to give an example, Brian here is one of our leads. They give them uh, training in the areas of, of the trades. And so we're very excited about that opportunity, and we're looking forward to grow and help uh, unrestricted revenue and help further the mission of SAFER. 
So, Mark, um, you know, I know you started um, on some internal work that we were needing to do with some of the uh, facilities uh, that we own at Safer Foundation. Can you describe a couple of those projects and uh, what your team has been able to, to accomplish? So one of the things we first, what we did was we um, took over an old gymnasium that's one of, located at one of Safer sites. Uh, this gymnasium was being used just as a storage area. It was leaking. And the first thing we did was we took half court and we developed a state-of-the-art learning center. And, and it's designed for our clients who are returning to the, back to the communities to jumpstart them with technology. Um, a lot of them have been locked up for a number of years. When they went in, they were using bag phones. They coming out. Uh, they have uh, small phones now that they have no clue of how to, to text or take pictures, send emails, et cetera. So uh, we have that to jumpstart them. And then the other side, we're experimenting with, with um, training our clients on how to uh, do basic repairs in, in certain building projects. And so what we've done is we've used our facilities to uh, train our clients. And so we built out several office spaces. We're very excited about um, the build-outs at our 808 location. Um, uh, it's, we brought everything up to date, and uh, we're very deep into technology in those buildings. Well, that's great. And um, we also have a website for RTP, uh, Reconstruction Technology Partners. That's rtpchicago.com, rtpchicago.com. And so if you're listening uh, and you're interested in finding out about careers in the construction industry, uh, you can go to that website or you can call uh, RTP directly at 872-444-5595. So we are very excited uh, uh, about what's happening uh, with RTP. Uh, Mark, tell us a little bit about uh, the R RTP Construction Company's participation in the City of Chicago Rebuild Program. What is that program about? What is it attempting to do, and uh, what are we doing as, uh, as a partner in that program? So the first step um, that we were very excited about is we became one of 13 developers um, under this program. And what this program is designed is to rehab approximately 50 houses in um, underserved areas. And just to give you an example of some of those areas, uh, we have Inglewood, North Lawndale, and East Garfield. And what this program is designed to do is rehab houses in those neighborhoods and not sell them to other developers, but sell them to uh, people who live in that community so that um, they can revitalize the community from within. And so we're very excited. Um, we, we're starting. We purchased our first house. Uh, we're in the process of purchasing our first house under the program. And we're very excited about using our clients, uh, the very individuals who and, and this is straight from their mouths. They used to, they were the ones tearing down these communities, and now they're very excited to help rebuild these communities. Uh, simple things from uh, picking paper up now off the ground um, and, and, and noticing what's wrong with buildings, our, our team is really excited about um, helping the community moving forward. Well, you know, Mark, that's that's great. Um, I'm glad to uh, know that things are going well with that program and with the, with the business. Uh, how many people uh, do you have working in the construction company right now? So within a year, uh, we have approximately about 12 to 13 that are actually out there doing work, and we have about another 14, 15 
who are being trained by our leads. And, and what we're trying to do is develop a pipeline so that we could keep this momentum going, that we can continue to help revitalize communities. That's great. And I, I think that, uh, you know, there are a lot of opportunities right now in the construction space. And uh, those people who have records, who have some prior experience or have interest in that field, uh, this is possibly an avenue that they could uh, go through that would help uh, get them ready to pursue um, job opportunities. We've, we've had uh, just recently uh, several people that have come through our program that have actually uh, uh, secured permanent employment with construction companies. Those are usually pretty good jobs uh, with yes. great benefits, especially if they can uh, land in a union shop and, you know, are, are getting those kind of wages, uh, that kind of union apprenticeship program. Um, that's a great opportunity. So we want to see as many people take advantage of that as possible. You know, we 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 have an article that uh, came out uh, in Crane Chicago Business. I think you can grab it online. Um, it talks about the fact that right now um, we have a situation in our country where a number of industries are have shortages of labor, and particularly skilled labor shortages. And whereas hiring people well, used to be just a nice thing to do, that for many businesses and industries it's becoming a necessity because there's so many people that have criminal records that, you know, you really don't have an adequate pool of workers unless you uh, begin to tap into people who have records. So um, the listeners out there, if you can, uh, you know, check out that article on Cranes. Um, we, I think, gave you the number and uh, that you can reach to contact us. Uh, here at Safer. So, um, Mark and um, Dr. Adam and Brian, appreciate you being here. Uh, we're very excited about the opportunities that exist for people to get into occupations, skilled occupations, for them to go through entrepreneurship training program, get access to capital, have the ability to develop uh, a craft and skills by working with uh, BKE. Um, and then for anyone that has an existing business to go through that Goldman Sachs program to help grow their business. Uh, these are very important opportunities that are open to people with arrest and conviction records. We want to make sure that our listeners, if you have a family member, if you have a friend, a neighbor uh, who's looking for work, looking for an opportunity, uh, to make sure you pass this information on to them. So, Landon, um, again, what's the phone number if someone wants to call uh, and um, find out more about these uh, programs? Sure. So I'm going to give you all the information. So you can email us at safertransitions at saferfoundation.com. You can contact us on social media at Twitter and Facebook at Safer Foundation. You can call 888-972-3374 and leave a message, and we'll get back with you promptly. Um, and you can... Well, well, you know, you know go ahead. No, I, Landon, <laughs> I, I want you to talk about something else because we have a uh, very important event coming up. So can you uh, give our listeners a little bit of information about what, what that's all about and, uh, and what's coming? It's a really important event. Thank, thank you for bringing that up. Um, so we cordially invite you, all of the listeners, all of, over Chicagoland um, and abroad, uh, to join us at our 2018 gala, which is um, on Friday, May 4th. Friday, May 4th. So we're planning a spectacular evening. Um, this year we're going to take you deep into our mission with moving and inspirational stories and remarks from honorees including Gene Jones, CEO of um, Chicago Housing Authority, Dorval Carter, the president of the Chicago Transportation Authority, and our partners at ComEd. 
and we're not just going to talk to you. We're going to entertain you as well uh, with a signature cocktail hour, a three-course dinner, and unforgettable live entertainment featuring the Chicago Multiculture Dance Center's Hiplet Ballerinas. Um, and Hiplet is a new dance form um, that fuses hip-hop and ballet. It's really cool, really fun to watch, um, and they're going to be performing for us. We're really excited about that. And if that wasn't enough, we booked legendary Chicago DJ Vince Adams for our after party. And Victor likes when I say after party. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, so tickets are only $150, guys. Um, and all those donations go directly to serving our clients. Um, so join us Friday, May 4th, um, 6 p.m. for cocktail hour. And a lot of really cool and influential people show up for our cocktails. Um, last year we had a number of people from government. And uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's, a, it's a good party. So we're excited about it every year. It, it's a great event. Uh, this year it's in a kind of a new space. We have some important sponsors we're excited about this year, uh, AT&T, ComEd, Fr- Friedman Seating Company, Patent Inc., Presence Health, Crawford Investments, uh, BKD, it's an accounting firm, U.S. Bank, uh, John Levin, Fifth Third Bank, Eurus, Task, Cantor & Morgan, uh, BMO Harris Bank. We're, we're very, very excited about uh, the sponsors this year and looking forward to a great event. Oh, so, yeah. so you have to give them the URL. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, saferfoundation.org forward slash gala. Saferfoundation.org forward slash G-A-L-A. And get your tickets, register, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So quickly, Brian, a quick 15-second last comment any thought thoughts you know my only thoughts are just to you know just involve the excitement that i have in again working with safer and the things that we're doing and I, i'm just thankful for the opportunity to help you know make you guys a stronger presence in this country and what's your website if someone wants to look at the, your uh, work my uh, website you can find me at bkedesigns.com okay dr adam uh any final comments from you uh, quickly, in Chicago, there are many more opportunities for entrepreneurs to uh, receive the development that they need or support that they need to run their businesses. If you're a startup, there are a lot of incubators located throughout the city that are subsidized, so it's cheap uh, business space for you to operate your business. And we already mentioned the Goldman Sachs program for exist- existing business owners. That's great. Uh, let's make sure we take advantage of those opportunities. Mark, uh, any final comments? Uh, just very excited about the direction Safer's going in and the Safer Social Enterprises. And I'm really excited about the ability to be able to hire more returning citizens uh, within our, the Safer family. So. Yeah, great. Thank you. For, thank you all for being here. Um, you know, this is uh, an area that, uh, you know, you, people may wonder, well, why should anybody uh, – that doesn't have a record care about this issue. Well, you know, if you care about uh, having safe communities, if you care about uh, people being able to lift out of poverty, out of uh, people being able to take care of their children and their families, uh, if you care as a taxpayer about you know how much money we're spending on prisons and jails and all the the process of taking people through that system, uh, that's what we pay for as taxpayers then this is an issue that you should care about. Um, we thank uh, WVON. We want to thank our engineers, Titus Williams, uh, our producers, executive producer Landon Williams, our co-producers uh, Kimberly Van, production assistant Brianne King, 
Um, we want to thank Janice Jones. Uh, thanks, Sadika Williams, Asante Yugen. We'll see you next week. We'll be talking about policy issues. We'll be talking about legislation. Um, you know, it's an important conversation. Uh, legal assistance, all the kind of things that uh, really are, are huge barriers for people with records. Thanks for listening to Safer Transitions. Have a great afternoon and a wonderful weekend. For all in love.